So this one's an interesting one today. McDonald's and Starbucks are piloting a reusable cup program in California, and it uses RFID chips in their coffee cups. Sounds crazy? Stay tuned. My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. I know it might sound crazy, but let's listen to this. Anyways, I mean, McDonald's and Starbucks have some brilliant people working for them, I'm sure. And they're moving in this direction. So um, this is a pilot. So a lot in sustainable packaging, a lot of things start as pilots, and then they can move into more uh, mainstream offerings, just like you'll see in any you know new business. Sometimes people try products on a small scale, and if they sell, they ramp them up. So these are all sorts of pilots and mini tests to see how they work and how consumers like them. So in the early days of February 2020, McDonald's and Starbucks introduced the idea of pilot programs. The program's purpose was to deploy test systems. This is an RFID website. So let me find, I think I saw it originally on the die line when I was researching more. Um, yes. Okay. So this first, they first started this, um, they first started this in 2018, actually. So, Starbucks and McDonald's, while an unlikely partnership, are putting their differences aside in the great coffee wars and hoping to discover the next recyclable, compostable coffee cup. To those individuals tuning in for the first time, McDonald's kicked off their initiative earlier this year to get rid of plastic straws, which, by the way, people have done a great job of that. I think I'm seeing paper straws much more frequently, and the paper straws actually seem to work, right? Remember paper straws? They would just kind of collapse. They seem to actually work now. Um, Starbucks promised the world's first recyclable uh, cup back in 2008, 2008 to be delivered in 2015. Okay. Sorry, this is a little hard to follow. All right. Let's go to this other article. It's been almost two years since McDonald's and Starbucks announced their next-gen cup challenge. While we know recycling a paper cup with a plastic liner can be done, just not apparently on a mass scale, there seems to be two QSR behemoths that have stumbled upon a stopgap in the form of reusable cups. Okay, so... What that means is that when you have a paper coffee cup, paper coffee cups have a plastic liner still on the inside. So that plastic liner makes the product in many locations difficult to recycle. Okay, Certain locations can handle it, but if you think about it, the idea would be that you could produce a product that is recyclable everywhere. But that's separate. They're going into this other, um, they're saying, while we're still figuring that out, let's create something else or pursue something else. So we'll get to the point four minutes in. 
This week, McDonald's and Starbucks will implement a pilot program in a handful of independent coffee shops in San Francisco and Palo Alto that utilizes smart reusable cups. The cups themselves are made out of plastic, but they come with RFID chips and QR codes so they can be tracked. While they are still working out the kinks for this complex endeavor, the cup drop-off locations will be strategically placed around town and inside civic buildings, and they will be gathering data to make this seamless as seamless a transition as possible. It looks like Cup Club may be the site. It's a little... You see this little bin here. This is on the Dyline website. Both pilot programs come from two finalists in the Cup Challenge, Cup Club and Muse, M-U-U-S-E. M-U-U-S-E, Muse, will be trialed in San Francisco. The cups will come with QR codes that customers can scan when they pick up or drop off. Cup Club will start in Palo Alto, and the cup will utilize a yellow drop-off bin so the cups can be collected, cleaned, and distributed to coffee cups. So it sounds similar to the Loop program that we've covered, this idea of kind of the milkman model in its own way. I mean, in this case, you're you're dropping them off as opposed to them being picked up at your home. You're dropping them off into a central bin. But it's this idea of, hey, let's actually use plastic, which is somewhat ironic, but it, I think it makes sense. Or at least I can make an argument that it's that it's a good thing. Let's use plastic, but let's appreciate what plastic is. Plastic is reusable and it's never going away and it should be used in these reusable settings. It's probably what these people would tell you if you said, hey, why are you using plastic? I thought plastic was bad. I thought we didn't want plastic in the oceans. They'll probably say plastic itself isn't bad. It's bad when it gets used and abused. And therefore, if we create this program, um, perhaps people will treat the plastic more appropriately or more responsibly. And a lot of these programs also, you'll see they have like a deposit type feature where I'll try to find an article on that too, where you pay a deposit up front and then you get it back when you when you return it. So uh, to give a financial incentive for people not to just, you know, be like, you know, the heck with it, just throw the plastic. All right. The pilot cannot be done with challenges as baristas will have to acclimate themselves to preparing drinks in reusable vessels. Um. You got to clean the vessels. I think, you know, I, I they should be able to figure out how to make sure the vessels are completely clean. But yeah, I guess it's different for the baristas to make the cup in the reusable vessel. Vessel. Additionally, wherever programs get implemented, will need to be cost-effective, convenient, eco-friendly, and not disrupt the overall flow of coffee. It's like, you know, will there be enough of these cups? And how many cups will get in circulation? And but these are good questions to answer. You know, it's always, we talk about it, it's always easiest to, to do nothing and just like, you know, you run into the first stumbling block and you say, well, uh, well, maybe let's just go to the status quo. But it's, you know, you got to try things. We're big on the Sustainable Packaging Show, trying new things, supporting new initiatives. Not even saying they're the greatest thing in the world. I mean, this idea I think is interesting. Um who knows if I would pursue this if I were, you know, maybe there's other solutions I would pursue, but I think it's it's a pursuit of something and I can appreciate it. Um, we know finding a more sustainable cup solution will continue to require a partnership and innovative thinking. The ongoing work from the NextJeb Cup Consortium provides valuable insights and learnings for all members as we continue to explore a variety of ways to better manage our waste Okay, so the next-gen consortium, let's click over to this. 
Next-Gen Consortium is an ex- accelerating the circular future of food service packaging. So they like this idea of um, closed loop and... That seems to be a trend. I mean, there's many paths to sustainability. We talked about this in season one, right? Things that can be recyclable, making things from recycled content, more renewable packaging. Often those are a lot of the compostable ones. Reusable packaging, and then the use of degradable additives, the right degradable additives, which there are some good ones. And, um, And this is the reusable path, reusing the packaging. And seems to be getting some traction. I want to show you one more thing, sort of similar. Would you eat a Whopper that came in reusable packaging? So I think after this episode, I'm going to step away a little bit from the reusable path and try to dig into some other options because I think you guys get this at this point, what the reusable path looks like and the benefits and the advantages and what it might look like. So I just want to give you one more example. Um, This one's also from the Dyline. Would you eat a Whopper that came in reusable packaging? Good title. Bill McCool, good title, the, the author of this article. Um, okay, let's keep going. Okay, so this is another one with loop. So still you find a lot of paper drape, uh, drink cups, plastic with plastic coating, ketchup sachets, sachets are those little things that ketchup comes in, sandwich boxes. So there's just like you know, in the fast food industry, especially a lot of single use waste that comes along. Now, if you're innovating in that packaging space, um, you could say, okay, how do I go about this? Do I go with the more reusable model or do I try to make the packaging itself, the disposable packaging, more environmentally friendly? Burger King hopes to cut down on some of that waste, announcing a pilot program along TerraCycle's loop that will give customers the option to select reusable packaging when they order their food. While the zero-waste packaging company behind them, with the zero-waste packaging company behind them, Burger King will offer reusable containers and cups to customers in New York, Portland, and Tokyo starting in 2021. Customers get their Whopper and Coke in reusable vessels that they can pay a deposit on, gobble up your food, guzzle down your beverage, and then you return to participating restaurants that are in the loop where you'll get a deposit back. TerraCycle then collects those containers, sanitizes them at one of their facilities where they eventually are returned to Burger King to get utilized again. Rinse, repeat, circular economy, presto. What do you think of that, about that from a consumer perspective? Let me know. Mike M at ContemplPackaging.com. I want to hear what consumers are thinking about this model. I think from a business perspective, I think there's a benefit. Uh, sustainability perspective, it makes sense. But oftentimes we find ourselves in large boardrooms making decisions and sometimes forgetting to talk to the customers. So it's always good to hear you know, business people, but also consumers. What do you guys think about that that mindset? Would you eat a burger in this reusable packaging? Or does it seem a little odd to you? Okay, Mike M at ContemplPackaging.com. I want to hear your thoughts. So, so that's it. Um, let's leave it there a little bit longer. I apologize for, uh, you know, this episode started a little bit slow. But anyways... I think it's all about getting these ideas out there to you guys so we can create 
this world where sustainable packaging is the norm, which is our vision here at the Sustainable Packaging Show, and uh, continuing to show you guys options that I believe will inspire some action, okay? So this is the reusable model. We'll step away from that for the next couple episodes at least, and, uh, and that's it, all right? You all take good care. Thanks for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. Thank you very much for listening to today's show, and thank you for being interested in these topics. The time for greenwashing is over. If you're a brand that wants sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, reach out to us, wow, W-O-W, at contempopackaging.com. And also, if you are a sustainable material company that wants to get your innovation in front of the biggest brands in the world, email partners at contempopackaging.com. That's partners with an S at contempopackaging.com.